0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey, folks, Dr. Joe here. Glad you could spend a little time with me today, as always. And interesting show today. I don't eat meat. If you've listened to my shows before, I I, I haven't had any animal products in about 33, 34 years. So a lot of people say to me, well, Dr. Joe, where do you get your protein from? I'm going to answer that question today. Don't worry. That's the number one question I get. Next question is, what do you get your calcium from? If I have time, I'll answer that too. But the big question is, Dr. Joe's G- oh, statement is, I could never give up meat. I could, I'm sorry, I'm never gonna give it up. And I say, that's okay. I've never asked anyone to give up meat or dairy products or any of the things that I talk about, the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. If you're you're first, first time tuning in, you went, oh my God, that's my whole diet. What I try to do is educate you and then you make the decision. I don't hang out with only vegetarians. I, in fact, I have one close vegan friend and he's in California. So if I didn't hang out with people that do eat meat, I'd have no friends at all. And I go on cruises, I give lectures, I do dinners, speeches, and I never tell anyone what to do. I just let you make the decision for yourself. So today we're gonna talk about if you're gonna eat meat, what kind of meat you should eat. And that's what I wanna discuss because there are are better kinds uh, of meat to eat than others. So you go to grocery store and you pick up your little styrofoam thing of meat, it's all wrapped up nice and pretty and everything, and you take it home and you think, okay, this is, uh, I don't know meat terms, a center cut or loin or chuck roast or whatever it is. They don't tell you what you're getting. You're getting a piece of meat, but what's in that meat? And that's what I want you to start to consider now. There's things called bovine growth hormone that are used in some animals. Now, bovine growth hormone was given to cows a while ago. It was real popular uh, because it made cow produce more milk. Well, it sounds like a good deal. If I can give the cow something that's going to make them produce more milk, I'm going to make more money because I'm going to get more milk. Well, the problem with that was that the cows became so engorged, their udders became so engorged with milk that many times the udders would actually start to tear. And when the udder would tear, they'd get infections. So what we have to give the cow was antibiotics. And so the antibiotics would get into the milk and you'd have a problem. And the pus would get into the milk as well. And what, I can't remember the exact number, 50,000 pus cells, I think it was, and eight drops of milk was allowable levels. And these cows had mastitis, it was called, because they, they, they were so inflamed with, so engorged with the milk. And so they had the antibiotics and you had the pus cells and you had the milk and it was a big problem. Now, a lot of areas, I know the Southeast, certainly, I, I know this for a fact, I don't know about the rest of the country. The farmers kind of came together and said, you know what, we're not going to use this anymore. So that was good news. Still not organic milk. If you're going to drink milk, it should be organic, but at least you weren't getting the somatotrophic recombinant bovine growth hormone and the the pus and the the antibiotics. So it was was still some antibiotics, not like it used to be. So it was a little better. But if you're eating the meat of these animals, that becomes an issue then. And what about the antibiotics? We're giving these cows antibiotics and low doses to keep them healthy. But what happens to the antibiotics once they're in the animal meat and you eat the meat? We're going to talk about that today too. We do about 30 million pounds of antibiotics for livestock every year. 70, depending on a study you read, 80% of the antibiotics made in this country are not used for people. They're used for animals. So you might think to yourself, well, Dr. Joe, I don't take antibiotics, so I don't have to worry about that because antibiotics kill off good bacteria and bad bacteria. If they kill off the good bacteria, it weakens the immune system. It's a big problem when you have antibiotics in the human body. I'm not saying don't take antibiotics. If you need antibiotics, if I need antibiotics, I'm gonna take them, I want you to too. However, we don't have to take them from our meat sources and our dairy sources every day because that's where it becomes a big issue, eggs too. So those are things you can avoid very easily. So you take these antibiotics, it becomes a problem and because it starts killing off the good bacteria in your colon and the rest of your body and about 80% of your immune system is in your colon. So now suddenly the antibiotics that killing infections are weakening the immune system, making your body more susceptible to infections. How bizarre is that? And we're gonna talk too about um, uh, superbugs. When bugs in the world, viruses, germs, bacteria, germs specifically, get uh, exposed to antibiotics, they mutate and now we create superbugs. A lot to cover today, a lot of things to cover there. So if you care about these things, at all. I want you to start considering the different types of meat to buy. Bottom line, I'll cut to the chase right now. The bottom line is if you're going to do animal products, they need to be organic. Organic meats, organic dairy products, cheeses, eggs, yogurt, butter, ice cream. Organic is the way to avoid a lot of these toxic chemicals. Personally, I don't eat any of them. If I don't eat them, I don't have to worry worry about being exposed to any of these things, but I want you to consider if you are going to eat them. That's what this show is about. I'm being nice this is the kind you need to eat. Now, also when you cook the meat, it's very important that you cook it the right way. How many of you, like me, love the smell of barbecued meat? Grilling and the blood and the urine is dripping down on the, the, yeah, there's urine in the cells, by the way. Um, It's dripping down on the uh, coals and you're smelling it and it smells so good. I haven't had animal products in over 30 years. It still smells good to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. The smell you smell the, the odor that comes off are called polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons are known carcinogens. We know that they cause cancer, okay? It, everybody has a different level that they can handle. But how about the grill marks on the meat? You like that? Oh, that used to taste so good, I love that. Those are called heterocyclic amines. Heterocyclic amines are also known carcinogens. So when you're grilling your meat at a very high temperature, like on a barbecue, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons and uh, the other issues that occur that can lead to the cancer. So you really want to, if you're going to eat meat, not grill it. And I know a lot of you are going to be mad at me for saying that. Also, if you use charcoal, you might use something to start it with, or the charcoals are infused with uh, like a, a lighter fluid. Now that's a petroleum product, which is also carcinogenic. So you're really increasing your risk of getting cancer by grilling your meats. A friend of mine, her husband died of esophageal cancer. And uh, we met and uh, he was, she was she was a widow and we met as, at a party with single people around. And so we were chatting and we've become very good friends. And she said, it's interesting that after listening to your shows and hearing it, you're probably the one person who could have saved my husband's life, but I would have never met you because I was married and not going to single events. but. He had acid reflux and he grilled his meat every night. She said, at our house, we had a grill every night. He cooked, didn't matter, winter, spring, summer, fall. He was out there grilling. He loved his grilled meat. So the acid, his stomach, you have a sheet of muscle called the diaphragm. Your stomach sits below the diaphragm. In his case, the stomach was pushed up into the diaphragm. Acid was coming up into the throat called acid reflux. The side effects of that could be, ultimately, uh, esophageal cancer, which is what he had. Then he was eating the grilled meat on top of that, probably making it worse. So I want you to understand, as much as you like your grilled meat, there's a big downside to doing that. Now with the acid reflux, I'll back up a little bit. We can take the stomach in our offices and gently massage or pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. And it's an adjustment. We're chiropractors, my team of doctors are chiropractors. And we massage or adjust the stomach away from the diaphragm. And in most cases, that helps the acid reflux which is just off the chart amazing and people want to name their kids after you when you fix their acid reflux. But also your stomach's job, and I've covered this many times in the past, but I know we always have new listeners. So if you've heard this before, please bear with me. Your stomach's job is to take proteins and break them into amino acids. The amino acids then go into the small intestine and get absorbed and they get used for everything. Everything that has protein in your body uses amino acids and reassembles them to eye tissue or liver or spleen or blood or whatever it is. So what's happening is If your stomach isn't breaking proteins into amino acids, these big chunks of partially digested protein pass into the small intestine. These big chunks of protein can be absorbed into the blood system. I was giving a lecture the other day, a live lecture, and a young girl there, nice looking pretty girl, young, I mean, probably 16, 17, big bags under her eyes, puffy, and she asked me about food allergies. And I explained this, that if you're absorbing these big chunks of proteins into your body, your immune system attacks these big chunks of proteins and that's called an allergic reaction. Allergic reaction is the body responding to a foreign protein. So if the protein is broken down into amino acids, it's not foreign anymore. If the amino acids are still assembled as a big chunk of protein, it's a foreign protein. Your immune system doesn't know what to do with it, it attacks it. In fact, I ran into my boss, uh, one of my bosses here just recently at the station, and he said on your show the other day, you were talking about just this topic and dairy products and meats and how it can cause an immune reaction. He says, could that cause an autoimmune reaction or make an autoimmune reaction worse? And I said, yes. And he has an autoimmune condition. And he looked at me, he says, every time I listen to your show, I learn something new. He said, I've been listening for a long time now. So it's really neat when your boss becomes a consumer, so to speak, that he's listening to the show and learning things. I said, I would strongly advise staying away from those foreign proteins like dairy, wheat. Gluten is a a big issue with a lot of folks. And then making sure your digestive system is working. So be careful how you cook the meat. I digress here for a moment. But if you have the acid reflux, by the way, you probably need to get that fixed because you're not absorbing amino acids. Amino acids become neurotransmitters in your brain, makes your brain work. It affects every aspect of your life if your gut isn't working. So come see us and we'll hopefully fix your stomach. Can't promise it, but we probably can. So then you gotta get to diet too, which we're not gonna cover a whole lot today. We're talking mostly about meat. So don't grill it. Boiling meat, probably a better choice. Braising it, probably a little choice. Baking it, probably a better choice. But when it starts browning, you get those grill marks and high temperatures, that's when it becomes a big issue. So if you're going to eat meat, make sure it's organic and try not to grill it if you can. The grass-fed beef or the organic beef has a higher level of omega-3 fatty acids. Now omega-3 fatty acids are necessary for brain function. They're anti-inflammatory. We're finding now it helps with cancer patients. Most of us are low in omega-3 fatty acids. Now, I'm a vegan. I don't eat any animal products. And omega-3 fatty acids are what's called essential fatty acids. That means that your body doesn't make them. So you have to get them from an outside source. So you can get them from animal sources, like meat, for example. Uh, You can get it from fish oil, which I'm not a big fan of. Because fish oil, number one, has to be converted into what's called a phospholipid form. And that takes work by the body also with fish oil you run the risk of mercury contamination or heavy metal contamination because the fish are exposed to these heavy metals in the oceans and or whatever water they're in and it can build up in their fat cells so krill oil is a better choice for omega-3 fatty acids because it's already in the phospholipid form body doesn't have to do any work it's easy to absorb krill and fish don't make omega-3 fatty acids they get it from algae so I do algae oil as a supplement, and it's expensive. But when you start changing your diet, when you get your body healthy, the chances are you're going to save so much money that you can afford chiropractic care, you can afford supplements, you can afford living a great life, you can afford vacations. It is so much cheaper to eat healthy. And we're talking about meat today. If you're going to eat meat, it's got to be organic. I don't know how much an organic pound of meat costs, but let's assume it's... $8, I'm guessing out there, $6, whatever it is, $6, $8. You can buy a lot of food for $6. Cause the meat, when you cook it down, of course water comes out of it and fat comes out of it. So it's not a pound when, when you cook it. So you could buy a lot of fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds and beans and, and quinoa for $6. A whole lot more than just a pound. And so it's a whole lot cheaper eating a healthy lifestyle, going to a restaurant, cover up the food, look at the prices. The cheapest thing on a menu is almost always the healthiest thing on a menu. And you're going to not be exposed to so many diseases. We're going to talk about uh, the, the different diseases and bacteria and viruses that are in these animal products that you can be exposed to. The effect it has on your digestive system. And you're probably going to save a ton of money on health as well. So I don't see a downside to eating right. I really don't. Now, that being said, I do miss double beef cheese hamburgers but you can get vegan ones now and they're quite as good. Not quite, I'll be honest with you, but they're great. I'm Italian. I miss meatball sandwiches. Well, you can make plant-based meatball sandwiches. They're pretty good, not as good. So the only upside I see to eating animal products is that they taste good. They affect the immune system. They affect the colon. They cause constipation because the only fiber is the thing that pushes food through your colon. Animal products have zero fiber. And a lot of people who are big onto the animal proteins aren't getting any fiber in their diet or cutting, getting less fiber because they're eating less fruits and vegetables. Your diet should consist mostly of fruits and vegetables, not hardly any fruits and vegetables, because it's the fiber, it's the vitamins, the minerals, the nutrients that you're gonna get from the plants, you're not gonna get from the animal products. So be careful about how much animal products you eat. If you are gonna eat them, make sure they're organic. And there's some savvy words that marketers use to make you think you're buying something healthy, but you're not, okay? Uh, like grass-fed, for example. There's pasture, there's free range. Grass-fed is a term the U.S. Department of Agriculture actually has a definition. The other one's not so much. Only meat of rudiment animals, these are animals that survive on grasses such as cattle and sheep can be labeled grass-fed because they survive on grasses. So if she eggs or pork that say grass-fed, eh, it makes no sense. It's 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 bogus. Animals that... that have to be fed a grass diet, they have to eat hay, they have to forage their entire lives, and they have to be provided access to a pasture. So they have to be eating the grasses and the hays, and that's it, nothing else. However, most government regulations have a little twist to them. Any farmer using the term before the new definition was established could be grandfathered in, regardless of whether or not he complies with the new rules. So if you're using the term grass-fed before grass-fed became a thing, you can still call your food grass-fed. How insane is that? I know, folks. So as a chiropractor, my job, our job, my team of doctors, is we want to get you healthy. And people say, well, what can I eat? If you go to my website, drjoe.com, you have, uh, go to my uh, shows. And in there, we have a show called So What Can I Eat? And it's a whole hour of breakfast, lunches, dinner, snacks. It's free. Just go to my website and listen to it. It's, It's no charge. And you'll get a lot of good information there. Now, many of you contact us and say, Dr. Joe, I want to become your patient. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, muscle weakness, uh, headaches, chances are pretty good it's a pinched nerve involved. And as chiropractors, we find the pinched nerves and put them back in place, the bones that are out of place and put them back in place. There's 206 bones in the body. Any one of the bones can come out of place. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, chances are you're suffering needlessly. And the biggest complaint I get, I've been in practice now almost 34 years, the biggest complaint I get, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer so long? And my answer is always, I don't know. So if you have an issue, don't sit around. Don't like so many people come and say, Dr. Joe, I've mean to come see you for five years, 10 years, 20 years. I've been reading your books. I've been listening to your radio shows. Stop that. Just come in and see us. It's very simple. Go to my website, drjoe.com, make an appointment. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. And we'd be more than happy to see you. We accept most insurances, car accidents, sports injuries. I've never seen a car accident ever where the car was damaged and the occupants weren't, ever. If there's enough force to damage a car, there's enough force to snap your neck around. That's just how the body works. So stop suffering needlessly. Friends, family, children. I was uh, working uh, just before with uh, another show host and his team. And I several of the guys that are there are patients. And he said, "I wish that I had found a chiropractor when I was a child, because he has scoliosis, because it would have been my life would have been so much better." And now that I found chiropractic, it blows my mind. And I said, "Yeah." Had a patient come in the other day. She said her grandmother died at like ninety-eight or one hundred and two, whatever it was. She said, "You need three things: you need good water, and aspirin every now and then, and chiropractic care." She goes, "That was her secret to living long." And the patient who came in said, "I never. I thought she was just a senile old lady." She said, "But once I started chiropractic care, I got it." I'm feeling better. I'm living better. I'm, I'm sleeping better. My love life improved. I'm going to the bathroom better. No downside to have a normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. So if you're ready to get well, go to my website, drjoe.com. Make an appointment. We'll, we'll get you set up an appointment. So we're talking today about meats, what kind of meat to eat, what's good, what's not. And there is a difference. Believe me. If, like I said, if you're going to eat meat, make sure you're eating the right kind. So we talked about grass-fed. USDA doesn't have a legal definition for pastured. It typ- typically means the animals were outside eating grass, but they could also be fed other things. So pasture would mean they were outside of the grass, but then were fed corn or they were fed soy. In nature, cows wouldn't eat corn and soy. They would, I mean, there aren't really wild cows anymore, but let's take a buffalo, for example, close relative. What are you going to eat grass? If you put corn and soy in front of a buffalo, hmm, I don't know what that is. Now, if there's no other food, they'll eat it. But the problem with eating corn and soy is it raises... The omega-6 fatty level acids. And omega-6 fatty acids increase inflammation. Omega-3 fatty acids decrease inflammation. So you want to make sure you're eating an animal that has a good diet. My thought is just eat the animal's diet. But, okay, we're talking about meat today. I promised myself I wouldn't get too mean. So we got to eat the the better meats are going to be better for you. Now the other concern I have is genetically modified foods. Most of the corn and soy, 92% of corn and 94% of soy, if I have the numbers right, are genetically modified. So what we do is scientists, we, whoever the scientists are, modify the corn and the soy so that A, they produce their own pesticides. So bugs eat them and they die. Or B, they're able to be sprayed with chemicals like glyphosate, which is a weed killer. And glyphosate is extremely effective for killing weeds. Works great. The problem is that the glyphosate is now getting into the plants and you eat it and glyphosate acts like an antibiotic and it can disrupt your hormones. So the cows are eating this stuff that's sprayed with chemicals and it's genetically modified. You're eating the animal, the cow, the chicken, the pig, whatever it is. And so now it's having an effect on your body. Been in practice a long time. Patients come to me all the time. They say, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I know this sooner? And I don't know that answer. And in fact, 20 years ago, even less than that, chiropractors were the quacks. They were nut jobs. Oh, don't go to a chiropractor. Once you go there, you'll have to go back for the rest of your life. They're dangerous. Now, just before I went on air, I got a text from a medical doctor friend of mine. I met him at a dinner a couple of weeks ago. He says, hey man, I want to refer you a patient. Uh, What do I got to do to refer a patient over to you? He's a urologist. So that whole bias is gone, which I'm so happy for, because there was no basis behind uh, the prejudice that was there. We do our thing, medicine does their thing. I love medical doctors. If I have a medical condition, I call my medical doctor friends. Hey man, what do I do? I got a real bad case of poison ivy one time. Took a picture of it, sent my medical doctor. He says, I'm calling you in a prescription. You need it. Took the prescription, steroids brought it down. It was fine, done. I kept my body healthy, so I responded and I didn't have long-term side effects from the steroids, But Yeah, if you need surgery, you need surgery. If you need drugs, you need drugs. But many times we can fix the things, whatever that health thing is, with good digestion, good nutrition, and quality chiropractic care, making sure the bones are all lined up. So there's a place for everyone in healthcare. And that's very exciting. And that's why things like organic food, sales are skyrocketing all around the country. Because people are realizing that organic food usually tastes better, less risk of pesticide, and you're gonna get more nutrition from it. So why wouldn't you do that? And that goes for meats as well. So make sure you're doing that. So free range, talking about terms here. Free range is a term the USDA has defined vaguely for poultry, but not for beef. So grass fed and pastured animals are by nature free range. That's what we just talked about. The reverse isn't true. So the term may not mean that you're uh, picturing like a thousand chickens out in the field having fun. A thousand chickens could be stuck in a small room that's still considered free-range because they're not in a cage. Doesn't mean what they're fed. Doesn't mean how they're raised. Doesn't mean how they're slaughtered. Doesn't mean the stress levels that they're under. It just means that they're not in a cage. So probably got to be careful with that term, free-range, because it's, it's kind of a little, little mm, sketchy there. Organic, again, is the only word that's going to be safe. And that goes for all animal products. So let's talk about some fun facts about meat and... It's interesting because we all we all talk into the same microphone here at the studios. And we always like never want to touch our mouth to the microphone because we don't know what, what's in this little microphone screen that's in front of it. So some folks are real germophobes. Any germophobes out there? Raise your hands. Okay. You worry about the microorganisms on doorknobs in public restrooms. Your hand sanitizers are everywhere. By the way, I'm not a big fan of hand sanitizers unless you make your own or the natural. They have natural ones now. But hand sanitizers, commercial, many of them have something called triclosane. And triclosan is a hormone disruptor. It, it messes with your hormones. So please, I'm begging you, if you have children especially, don't let them use a lot of the commercial uh, 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 hand sanitizers because the triclosan can actually cause really bad problems with their hormones. You can make your own. I think a recipe is on my website. Witch hazel, uh, any type of alcohol, rubbing alcohol, vodka, whatever you want. A little tea tree oil, T-E-A-T-R-E-E, tea tree oil. And you can make your own hand sanitizer. It works just as well. Government has proven that washing your hands with soap and water is just as good as using hand sanitizer. So I'm not a big fan of that. In fact, I was on a cruise a while ago and every time you walked into the uh, buffet now, they had people squirting your hands down with hand sanitizer. I said, I'm good, I just washed because I don't wanna get those toxic chemicals on me. So we're gonna have to go to a break soon. We come back, we're gonna talk about some really interesting facts about meat. But if you really want to get well, you need to have a good diet, that's why I recommend at least Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Now we have a line of other supplements, we have B vitamins and uh, probiotics and adrenal support and, and digestive enzymes, but the minimum amount you should take is Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source to keep your body healthy. They're two powders, they taste great. I mix it with coconut milk, shake it up and drink it, it's awesome. Uh, very relatively inexpensive for what you're getting. So if you want to go to my website, drjoe.com, at least I'm begging you, due to super greens and the essential source. Then you can make the dietary changes. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, acid reflux, ever been in a car accident, I strongly advise you go to the website and make an appointment. Because you're suffering most likely, you're suffering needlessly. Now, if it's something we can't help, we'll tell you that. There are cases that come in, it's not a chiropractic case. And we say, you need to go see an orthopedic surgeon or a urologist, a neurologist. We send you out to the doctors that we feel would work well. And then we co-manage the cases with them. And when it comes to car accidents, people call chiropractors the captain of the ship. You should go to your chiropractor first, unless you're bleeding or life is threatened. Go to your chiropractor first, and then we can help guide and steer you where to go to make sure you get a proper settlement, but most importantly, to make sure you get the proper care. If you want to make an appointment, come see us. If you want to get the super greens, the essential source, the B vitamins, the adrenal support, the nitric oxide, go to my website, drjoe.com. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.